Why have students in New Delhi been detained for trying to watch a film? The documentary in question was produced by the BBC and investigates Prime Minister Narendra Modi's past. Luke Siddham Dundon has been looking into the highly debated doco. And Luke, why is it so divisive? So, PK, the reaction to this docuseries, it's been huge in India. Here's how it's being discussed on local television. What really took place as far as this BBC documentary is concerned was that that it was a premeditated hatchet job. A direct attack on India's democracy. Today the country is raring to go forward and suddenly you have this irritant thrown at you and we want to just get rid of that irritant. This was a settled issue and only the BBC can explain why it felt the need to make this documentary. So over the weekend, a number of students in New Delhi were detained for gathering to watch the program. Here's some of that coverage. They were watching the blocked docuseries on their mobile phones or their laptops. About 25 students have been detained by the Delhi police as a part of the preventive custody. Section 144 has been put in place by the Delhi police. And as rules say, you cannot gather. More than five people cannot gather at the same location. Why is the government not letting people watch the docuseries on the Gujarat riots? So, Luke, what is the documentary actually about? So, PK, the story begins 20 years ago. In 2002, the state of Gujarat witnessed anti-Muslim violence that saw more than 1,000 people killed. The riots began after 60 Hindu pilgrims died when their train was set on fire. So for decades, allegations have been levelled at the former Gujarat chief minister for allowing the violence to continue. That man has since become the country's Prime Minister, Narendra Modi. A 2013 report cleared him of wrongdoing and a 2022 Supreme Court decision backed his exoneration. Former longtime BBC Hindi journalist Pervez Alam told me new evidence prompted the BBC to investigate further. This BBC documentary tracks Prime Minister Narendra Modi's first steps into politics. This documentary alleges Mr Modi was involved in the sectarian violence that happened in Gujarat during the 2002 Hindu-Muslim violence. The British government say that they had conducted their own inquiry at the time. And they had concluded that Mr. Modi, when he was the chief minister, he was involved. I mean, this is an allegation, a very serious allegation against the prime minister of India that he instigated, rather he allowed the sectarian violence to take place and to to continue for some time. So, Luke, how has Modi's government responded to the documentary? Well, between the release of both parts, the government banned the film and blocked people from sharing clips on social media. It brought in emergency powers and forced Twitter and YouTube to comply. Here's how the government justified their actions, spokesperson Arindam Bagchi speaking last week. We think this is a propaganda piece designed to push a particular discredited narrative. The bias, a lack of objectivity and frankly a continuing colonial mindset is blatantly visible. So those comments in the ban has made for real discomfort in the West. The German Foreign Ministry even weighed in saying it was an issue of free speech. And in the UK, Prime Minister Rishi Sunak has faced passionate questions in Parliament over his government's position. So, Luke, did the government's strategy to ban the BBC's investigation backfire? Many are suggesting that's the case. So from topping news bulletins to social media feeds, the doco has been shared and discussed 
everywhere in India. Clips were shared on WhatsApp and Instagram and even reportedly via QR codes handed around university campuses. I asked Pervez Alam if indeed the government strategy had blown up in its face. I think so. I was participating in a television program on an Indian television channel and there was a representative from the BJP, which is the ruling party, Prime Minister Modi's party. This representative said on record that perhaps, you know, blocking the documentary in India was not a kind of a right decision. One has a right to critique the documentary or to critique a book or to criticize it, but then to block its publication, to block its screening, that was a harsh decision. And so will that decision have any blowback for the Prime Minister? I doubt it very much because Mr Modi is on a winning streak. He became the Prime Minister of India in 2014 and that was a major election and he got absolute majority and then he won another general election and now India goes to polls in 2024. So leading up to next year's election, could this be an issue he's asked about by journalists in India? You know, interestingly, though uh, there are lots of channels in India, television channels in India, Mr. Modi has not addressed a single proper press conference. This is number one. And second thing is that Modi uh, is not known for giving, you know, one-to-one robust interviews. There was a very senior journalist, Veer Sangvi, and he said uh, in one of his interviews, he said that, Uh, Mr. Modi is inaccessible even to those he does not consider hostile. So that was his approach and it seems that remains his approach till date. Former BBC Hindi journalist Pervez Alam there. So with Prime Minister Modi continuing to avoid hostile questions, shutting down public debate and now banning evidence of his questionable past, this documentary certainly won't produce the sort of political punishment we're used to seeing here in Australia. Really interesting stuff. Thanks, Luke. Thanks, BK. Luke Sidham Dundon there. Uh, Good way to promote a documentary is to ban it, it seems. You're listening to ABC RM Breakfast. Think bigger about the world we live in. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RM. Me again, podcasters. I hope you're enjoying our coverage of international affairs on RN Brecky. And if you're looking for more stories that put world events into context, then look for Between the Lines on the ABC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts.